Well, let's get back into our series. We've been talking about tool time with PT. You have your Bible today. If you have your Bible, if you have your smartphone, your pad, however you have your Bible, why don't you raise it up and let's make our confession. We say together, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God to me. Today I receive the Word. I confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient, and I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. So after the first year, we started talking about tool time. And we said that a lot of people make New Year's resolutions or they set up goals of, of things that they're going to change. But only 8% of people who set a goal or a New Year's resolution ever carries through with that. And last week, Mr. Berta did a great thing talking about that only 12%, only 12 uh, uh, weeks uh, that people continue with some of those. And, but we want to make sure that whatever that we feel like God wants us to do, whether that's financial, uh, or that's physical, whether that's spiritual, whether that's dealing with our relationships, whether that's dealing with our life work or our vocation, we want to be sure that this year, 2019, is the best year that we've ever had. We're looking forward that when we hit 2020, we won't be making some of the same goals. So we said, one of the reasons that a lot of people never fill out their resolutions or their goals is because they don't know what kind of tools to use. So we got lots of tools that we've been talking about. So we started off, first of all, by saying one of the best tools that you can use is setting a goal, a faith goal. This is what I believe God wants me to do. It's a faith goal, and so many of you have done that. And then we talked about spiritual goals, the spiritual health. And we talked about the tools uh, for developing good spiritual health. Last week, we talked about the tools for developing good mental health. We said as we, as we think determines how we feel, how we feel determines how we act. So you don't start with your actions because that will be short-lived. You got to backtrack and start with your thinking. Your thinking has to be right. So, uh, Mr. Berta did a great job with that last week. And so, yeah, give her a hand. That was awesome. And so, today, I want to talk about our physical health. And I want to give us some tools uh, in, in this area with our physical health because here's what I know unless my physical health is good, I won't have the energy that I need to put in my spiritual health, into relationships, into my vocational health. Here's what happens with so many people. You, you work hard all day, and you come home, you're tired, you flop on the sofa or the recliner, uh, gr turn on TV, start vegging out on TV, and before you know it, you're just exhausted, and you're still exhausted. So every once in a while, for change to happen, we have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so we're going to talk about that today because a lot of times we say, I've got the desire and the will to draw closer to God, the desire and the will to do better on my job or my physical, but I just don't have the energy. A lot of times people say, but does God really care about my physical health? Does God really care about my body? Well, let's go to the Word, all right? In your handout and on the screen, let's look at these verses. In fact, let's read it together. 3 John 2. Let's read it. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. 
What did that say? I hope you are as healthy in your body as you're strong in your spirit. So do you think God is concerned about our body? I, I believe so. Look at this one. Psalm 119, 73. You made my body, Lord. Now give me sense to heed your loss. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some sense. And, and so here's what we got to understand. God made this body. Jesus died for this body. Not just my soul, but he died for this, for this body. Because everything that he does, he does through this body. If you're going to help somebody, if you're going to serve, if you're going to uh, nurture someone, if you're going to coach someone, he does that through our body. But if we're so tired and so run down in our body, then we're going to fail in the areas that God wants us to do. So he expects us to take care of our body. I shared with you in the first week, I had to make a confession to you at the beginning of the year. I stepped on the scale. I don't know about all my life. I think I probably lost 1,000 pounds, and I probably gained 1,050 back. So I can identify with those of you that have constantly struggled. So I'm not talking today, and the people that's going to share today, we're not talking to condemn us because we're out of shape, but to wake us, wake us up. When I go to my doctor, Dr. Greg, it's time for my physical again. He'll make me do all these crazy things. He'll ask me a million questions. He'll make me step on the scale. They'll check my blood pressure. They'll make me do blood work. Why are they doing? They want to make sure that before something major happens, they can catch it in the beginning stages. And so that's our heart today, to help all of us to take a realistic look of where we are with our body. So at the first of the year, I stepped on the scale, and I realized, dum-da-da-dum, uh, I'm fat. I'm fat. And so uh, Anita and I said, you know, we got to do something about this. So we had to change our eating. So, of course, we did the Daniel 10-day uh, uh, fast for favor, uh, as Daniel did in the beginning of Daniel chapter 1. And so we talked about that, but we said that was not for weight loss. That's just to draw closer to God. But Anita and I started reading a book and downloading an app, and a lot of I'll talk about is this, and I would recommend that everybody gets this. It's in your notes. It's called The Daniel Plan, 40 Days to a Healthier, healthier Life. Rick Warren and Dr. Daniel Amen, who also wrote the book, uh, uh, The Brain Warrior Way. And if you, don't read, if you don't know that book, you need to get that. I'll try to maybe do a little post about that this week. And then Mark Hyman, another MD. This book, let me tell you how this book came about. Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback Church in Southern California. He baptized in one Sunday 850 people. And he said, after I baptized 850 people, he said, I was so tired, I looked around and simply said, Saddleback is fat. All of these people are fat. And then he said, I looked at myself and said, I'm fat. So he said, I got up on that Sunday morning, and, I, and he simply said, I have, to I have to say to you, forgive me, being as your leader, that I've allowed my weight and my eating to get out of hand, as I shared with you a couple of weeks ago. And he said, but it's going to change, and uh, I'm going to lose 90 pounds, is what he said. And he said, I wonder how many of you would join me this year to get healthy. And uh, so they have connection cards like we do. And so uh, he said, just fill out that connection card and let me know. In the uh, eight services they had on Sunday, 
there were 15,000 people that signed up and said, we want to lose weight and get healthy. Monday morning, he saw that number, and he went to the Lord and said, I've got problems. I've got 15,001 people that want to lose weight and get healthy, and I don't have a plan. I've just jacked them up about making sure they'll do that, but I don't have a plan. So he called Dr. Oz, he called Dr. Hyman, he called Dr. Amen and some other nutritionists, and he said, would you help me to develop a plan? And this is the plan they developed. And in the first year, those 15,000 people in Saddleback lost 250,000 pounds together. That's worth celebrating, right? That's worth celebrating. Now, since that, five or six years ago, they've continued to follow and do research on those people. And they found that with brain scans, they scanned them at the beginning and they scanned them continually. And they found that their brain, uh, 140 studies are out right now that simply says, and you can go on the internet and look for those or look, get Dr. He uh, Amen's book on the Brain Warrior Way. 140 uh, uh, brain research have found that the fatter we get, the smaller our brain gets. Pastor Ben said the other day, remember the last time we did baptisms, he had that little earplug in the side, and uh, as he was baptizing somebody, that thing fell out, and uh, Pastor Ben said, oh, that must have been my brain, because I've gained so much weight, that must, my brain got so small, it fell out. Well, I don't think so, he's still here. But What's happening is that we're going into what they call the dinosaur syndrome. Big bodies, little brains. And we have brain drain. Brain drain. Dinosaurs. Don't look at your neighbor. All right. So, what I'd really like for us to challenge is, let's get serious about where we are. And I think that what we need to do, I, my, goal is, my goal is to lose 30 pounds. Al has got us on a plan at the gym of losing weight. Since the first of the year, just changing my eating habits, giving up sugars and bread, giving up processed foods, watching what I eat, I've lost 10 pounds towards my 30-pound goal. But I think uh, maybe when I get there, there may be more. I'm not saying that we all want to look like Barbie or we want to look like a superhero, but I really believe that we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Here's some things that I've noticed that's changed since I've changed my eating from processed foods. I've lost brain fog. The brain fog that I had most of the time is gone. I used to have chronic indigestion. I can't remember the last time I've had indigestion. Just by changing what I have eaten and not starving myself, but trying to do, at least to, to do right. What I find is that I want to eat what God made and not what's man-made in some processed plant somewhere. Dr. A. Mann found that most of the pharmaceutical companies also own a lot of the food companies that's putting all the additives into our diet so that it gets us to the place that we have to have an overabundance of drugs so, we have, so they make money on both ends. They make it on addicting our kids with Happy Meals when they're just a small child and they've got them with the processed sugar foods that we eat every morning. And then when they become an adult, they're already so in need of pharmaceutical drugs to keep them balanced. So look at this next verse. I think we need to depend on what the Bible says. Proverbs 3, 7, 8. Don't depend on your own wisdom. 
respect the Lord and refuse to do wrong, then your body will be healthy and your bones will be strong. So what I want to do today, I want to pull out of the tool chest five tools to help us to be healthy. They're in the Daniel Plan book. They're in the Daniel app if you want to download them. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I'm going to ask the pros to come up and join me on stage. And they're going to be able to tell you things that I couldn't even tell you. And they'll be coming up in just a minute. But the first tool that we want, if you want to write it in real quick, here it is. The faith factor. The faith factor. The faith factor. To get healthy in our body, healthy people nurture their soul. We're not starting with, notice I'm not starting with what you eat and exercise. I'm starting with the spiritual aspect of our life. Romans 12 and 1 says, I appeal to you therefore, brother, brothers by the, and sisters also, okay, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, present my what? My body. He's not saying present your spirit, but present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Here's the question. To get, if your goal is to get physically fit so that you can be an ornament, ornaments draw attention to themselves. But I believe God wants us to get physically fit and healthy so that we can be instruments for his service. Ornaments say, point your finger to me. Look at me. Look how good I look. Look at me. Look at me. But a healthy person Say, I want to be an instrument of God that I can use my life to point other people to God to make a difference. Second, 1 Corinthians 6, there, look at that verse. Don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Say, temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you and was given to you by God. You don't belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. Read it out loud with me. So you must honor God with your what? Not with your words, not with your testimony, not with your thoughts, not with your prayers, but honor God with your body. Second tool is the food factor. Healthy people eat healthy food. Healthy people eat healthy food. Eat junk food, look junky right? Eat health food, look junky. I mean, eat junk food. Yeah. Anybody else having a donut withdrawal since we don't serve them anymore? 1 Corinthians 6, 13. You know the old saying, first you eat to live, and then you live to eat. Well, it may be true that the body is only temporary thing, but that's no excuse for stuffing your body with food or indulging it with sex. Since the master honors you with the body, honor him with your body. He, in this passage, he's talking about uh, sexual relationships outside the marriage. So, you see, we at the Christian church can often pick and choose what sins we want to magnify. We'll magnify somebody who committed adultery, someone who's a homosexual, someone who's doing something else. But here it says, equal in God's eyes is people that put the wrong food in and abuse and people who commit sexual uh, sins against God. Equal. Here's a question. If God came to, if Jesus came to your house for dinner, what would you serve him? Probably not a hamburger and fries, I don't think. How many of you have the FLC syndrome? Feel like crap. That's a real syndrome. 
When you feel like that, I use crap in the Greek sense, okay, so I don't want to offend you. (laughs) But when you feel like that, connect the dots. What have you been eating? How have you just been laying around and sitting and not doing it? The third tool is a focus factor. Healthy people think healthy thoughts. Healthy people think healthy thoughts. If I think, oh, man, giving up all this, I don't know if I can do it. It's going to be too hard. You know, then my thoughts are going to eventually sabotage my eating. But if I start off my thinking saying, I'm obeying God, I'm going to do my best to eat healthy, to exercise, because I want to live long. I want to see my great-grandchildren. I want to see them born. I, I, I want to see me be able to live out in uh, February 10th. I'll be 69. So I want to say, you know, God, I want, you know, I want another 20 years strong or 30 years, you know, but, but I have to start now of taking care of that, but it has to start with my thoughts. And number four, I'll skip that verse. You can look at it. Number four is the fitness factor, the fitness factor. Healthy people manage their energy. What's the only way to increase your energy? Rest and exercise. It's senseless, the Bible says, for you to work hard from early morning until late night, fearing you'll starve to death, for God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Uh, It's very important that you keep a Sabbath. Some of you work the same every day. And I know you say, well, that's, that's how I have to do. I believe that if we do the Sabbath, rest in the Sabbath, Sabbath for us is Sunday uh, because we're New Testament Christians. It's not a day that you come to church and then get caught up on your work. It's a day to rest, recreate, and refocus on the week ahead of you. Some of you are working seven days a week. You're burning the candle at both ends, and you're not as bright as you think you are. You are violating a principle of God that said you need a day of rest. That doesn't mean you veg out in front of the TV and you watch TV all day and you don't come to church. You come to church to recreate in worship. You should be able to go home, spend time with your family, refocus on what's this week. You can plan the week ahead, but you don't have to get back to that same grind. Here at the Father's house, I demand that our staff take a Sabbath. For us, it's Friday. I had somebody say once, well, the devil never takes a day off. And I said, well, I don't model my life after the devil. I model my life after God. God worked six days, and he rested on the seventh seventh, as an example to us that simply says, you need to cooperate in how I created you. I created you to get rest. I created you to get exercise, and I created you to eat right. Okay? Amen? I'm not going to say more about that today, but I want to welcome my three experts with me today. Would you welcome Al from Infinity Fitness? Would you welcome Norm and Callie from Not, uh, not Your Norm Cross? fit. All right. Welcome on up. Come on up, guys. Come on up. Uh, Let me tell you just a little bit about them, and then we're just going to do some question and answer. They're going to hang around in the foyer after service. And so if you have questions or you'd like to talk to them about uh, their gym or what they do, uh, Al is my personal trainer. Uh, We hired him several years ago. And... uh, Thanks. We hired him, and then he got to the place. He said, no, that's my investment in you. And so now he kicks our butt, and I don't have to pay him. 
I just have to pray for him. But I've seen Al change and grow. Al uh, has been in many uh, physical, uh, what do you call it, fitness competitions, uh, bodybuilding. bodybuilding competitions, and he's won several of those in his division. And now he just works at helping all of us. Al, tell, tell us a little bit about your gym and what you got available, and even, even the life group that you're, you're doing this semester. Uh, well, like you said, BT, I own Infinity Fitness, and uh, I've ran my business under uh, God's rule, and we've been open 10 years wow. this, this month. Wow. So, you know, one of the things that, that we do is we help you fight your battles. You know, when you walk into the gym, you have a battle of some kind. Yeah. You know, you have arthritis, you have lower back pain, you have knee issues, you just want to feel better. You have the, the FLC syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have all kinds of ways that you could plug in to help you do those. So we offer a lot of classes. We do like uh, yoga classes and uh, chair yoga classes for seniors that, you know, automatically think yoga on the mat. No, we're going to do yoga and, and chairs. So that helps out your balance. It helps out, you know, increasing your strength. Uh, on Saturdays, we offer a free uh, youth boxing class to all the, our entire community. You don't even need to be a member. So uh, we try to help youth fight, you know, depression and overweight as well. Uh, we do Zumba. We have all kinds of uh, other classes available. And for parents that are fighting time, we, we offer free child care. Wow. So wow. you could bring your children. We watch them for free, so you exercise. Um, our gym is open up 24-7, so we, we don't ever close. Um, so there's so much that we have to offer. Right. He, weights, free weights, cardio. My wife works there. She has a hair salon. So we're definitely a family-run business. And the life group you're going to be And doing? The, the life group, if you guys uh, go out to the foyer, I have a little flyers that I made. Uh, our life group is going to start on February 23rd. It's a Saturday, and it's going to start at 1130. And then what we do is we, the gym has a huge cardio theater. So there's like a 20-foot movie theater screen. So we're going to watch a 30-minute motivational movie. And while you're doing that, you're going to be doing cardio of some kind. So Good. consider it like multitasking. Um, we're going to be going over I Could Only Imagine by uh, uh, Bart Millard, which I'm sure you guys have all heard of that. And then our other one is going to be Your Comeback by Tony Evans. Awesome. So awesome. you'd watch that for 30 minutes uh, while you're exercising. And then we go into a separate room in which at that point we just do prayer and discussion in a private setting. And then you're upon your merry way. So it's a, it's a great life group. Good. And you could sign up at the front. And you're going to be out in the foyer. Yes, I will. This is Norm. I, uh, I met Norm. I met Norm uh, several years ago. And he looked more like this. Let's look at the picture there. Uh, do we have that picture yet? Can we pull it up? Are we there? Uh, how much did you weigh there, Norm? Uh, I think I was actually 320 there. All right. So to say that Norm's always looked like this, nope, when I met him. I've watched Norm uh, come through stages in his life when I first met him. I witnessed to him a little bit, and he said, no, I don't believe in God. And uh, I gave him a book once and asked him to read that. And it wasn't long after that, he came back to me. I was on the treadmill, and he said, uh, I think I'm ready to do this thing. And he gave his heart to the Lord, was baptized here. He is now, uh, yeah, awesome. He, uh, he and Callie run a, a CrossFit gym. He, com he competes nationally. I remember this last year. I watched you on the Internet, and they talked about this new rookie, Norm Woodring how he's going to take everything by storm. And Norm used that platform for 
the testimony for God. And in two or three weeks, you're going to be in London, right, competing? Yes. What are you going to be doing there? Pretty much the same thing as I do at my other competitions I do go to. Awesome. This is Callie. Callie, of course, is his wife. I was privileged to marry them. Now, Callie is not really busy. She has two kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Callie uh, works full-time, and she's in school full-time. And she also is training for fitness competitions. And her next week, they don't go at the same one at the same time because they have two little kids who love to come to church, Pastor Tim, and love Kid City. So, uh, Callie, uh, how, how's life been going for you? What, how's all this stuff about exercise and fitness impacted your life and other people that you've met? Well, I think both Norm and myself, um, initially when we were growing up, we could have easily gone down a path that wasn't where we're at now. Um, We both could have easily, we both have addictive personalities, I guess you could say. Um, So we could have easily become addicted to drugs, sex, alcohol, partying. And we both, I think, came to the point where it was, we had to pick one. You can't be fit and be addicted to these other things. You you just can't work it out. Um, And luckily for us, I guess God touched both of our lives. Um, and pushed us in a direction where we chose fitness as opposed to going down the opposite path. Um, And I think that that's been a blessing. I mean, it definitely has. It allowed me to meet him and be where we're at Yeah, I didn't get to, I didn't get let you tell about your gym, what you have available and how you can help people. So you want to let us know about that? Yes. So we own Not The Norm CrossFit. We do group training sessions. Um, We, it's super scalable. Everybody hears CrossFit and they automatically think, these big bulky women or men lifting 500 pounds above their head, and that's actually not what it, it is at all. Um, we have ages ranging from, I think, 10 up on up until, what, we have five-year-olds at our gym? Wow. Um, up until, I mean, 70s, and we're able to scale it to any illness, any ailment, any workout that we have. We're able to cater to any, any injury that you have. Um, we offer challenges as well. We do a lot of nutrition education because we believe that a huge part of the issue starts with what you're eating at home. Um, if you're not, yes. if you work out seven days a week, it doesn't make a difference if you go home and eat a pizza right after you right. work out. So we try to teach or do the whole picture as opposed to just the exercise component to it. So, so, so whoever wants to jump in here. So if I'm sitting in the audience today or watching online and I haven't been eating right, and I haven't exercised for as long as I can remember, maybe high school or college. What would you just say to somebody like that today so that they get started and not uh, hurt themselves? I would say, you know, one of the, you know, once when, when you start deciding you're going to get fit, we always think, I need to lose weight, and we become so focused on the scale. And the problem it is, is the scale doesn't always go down. It occasionally goes up. And when it goes up, all of a sudden you lose your motivation. Wow. You know, so I tell everyone the first thing you want to do is change your mindset to be focused on being healthy. Mm-hmm. And being healthy will automatically create weight loss. But that way when, the, when your weight goes up and down, you know, you're not putting your sole focus on the weight. You're putting your sole focus on your health. Good, good. You guys want to jump in there? Well, I think the biggest thing that I can say is when, <laughs> when someone first starts or when you decide that you want to get healthy and that you want to lose weight per se is to do your research and 
reach out to people like Al and myself. Um, there's a lot of information out there, and it can be pretty overwhelming, and you don't know what is good and what is bad, and there's a lot of bad things out there, to be honest with you. There's a lot of starvation diets and things like that that really aren't good for you. Um, so just seeking out help. I know I, you know, you can message me. I'm sure Al's the same way. Where we, if you have a plan you want, you could message us, and we can tell you if it's a good, good one or a bad one. Um, what we find a lot of people initially are under eating as opposed to overeating. Wow. So I encourage you. I mean, there's so free. So I can eat more donuts. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> there's like free apps you can download, like My Fitness Pal and things like that. Track your food for a day. Oh. It's really annoying, but track it and just see where you're at because I can guarantee you, a lot of times you're not eating what you're supposed to. Okay. So let's do it like this. We'll start with you, Norm. If you could say one thing to motivate people here and they're watching and motivate me to become uh, more healthy and work on that, what, what would you say? Hmm. Uh, a little speechless. Yeah, a little nervous. Well, let me ask you this. What caused you to change from 320 pounds to what you are now? Uh, at that point, I think I had a, being the weight I was, I had a bad back injury at that point. And okay. I think I realized in my life that like, I needed to lose the weight. I didn't think I weighed that much until I was like, oh, man. So yeah. I started losing. I'm like, oh, I got a lot of weight to lose. Yeah. So How long did it take you? I think it took me about a year. Wow. wow. So that was actually pretty quick. Wow. I think I dropped from 320 down to 180. Wow. So My know. hero. So. Callie, what about you? What's one thing you could give people a takeaway today? We all start somewhere. So when you look oh, at, like, good. me that's and good. myself, or myself and Norm and Al, I mean, we, we didn't end up like this overnight. We were all beginners at some point. So don't ever feel intimidated walking into a gym or into a fitness area because people aren't looking at you. If anything, you're feeling self-conscious and you think people are looking at you, but most people in there are just trying to work out just like you are. So they're not thinking about you or what you're doing unless you're doing something that's going to hurt yourself. Right. But in Good. general, we all start somewhere. So, I would say, you know, first thing you should do is decide you're going to take the first step. You know, so decide, you know, this is something that I need to do. This is something I want to do. And then the next step, recruit somebody. Hmm. You know, and that could be you know, recruiting, you know, uh, taking classes at CrossFit, deciding to take a class at Infinity, recruiting that instructor, you know, meeting people that have also similar goals. A lot of times when you do it as an individual, you know, we fail because we don't have any accountability. Yeah. You know, so, you know, tr after you decide you're going to take that first step, you know, decide on how am I going to hold myself accountable and then make that a priority. Oh, that's great. That leads me into the last point, the last tool here, if you want to fill it in, is the friends factor is the friends factor. Uh, healthy people enlist supportive friends. In this book, and in what they did at Saddleback, Saddleback, they found that people lost twice as much weight in twice the time if they were in a small group. My goal and my hope, as I uh, will talk to our life group leaders in the near future, that from here on out, in every one of our life groups, whether it's sermon study, whether it's exercise, whether, whatever it is, I want a health champion in every small group. 
And that health champion, from here on out at the Father's house in small groups, their goal would be to try to help everybody get healthy so that we can make the devil mad and we can live longer for the glory of God. Amen? How about that? Look at this verse. You are better off to have a friend than to be alone. Because then you will get more enjoyment out of what you earn. If you fall, your friend can help you up. But if you fall without having a friend nearby, you are in real trouble. So I'm encouraged you, get in a small group. Here with our staff, I've asked our staff to list out their goals. Some of our staff said, I'm losing 60 pounds this year. By God's help, I'm, I'm losing that. We, wanna, we want to do that because we want to be healthy and, and to fulfill what God wants. Now, look at your resources there. First of all, there's your goal for a healthy life. What is the one goal that you'll set? But here's some resources, the Daniel Plan, Infinity Fitness, Not the Norm CrossFit, and also lowcarbfoods.com. Glenn, our other uh, keyboard player, and his wife, they have a website, and it's, uh, you can check it out. And even, I think he's giving a discount. It's all gluten-free things, very healthy, and that'll help you in that area. Now, this week, our social media will say to you, what programs do you have? What are you using? And you'll have a chance to jump on Facebook and say, here's what I'm doing, or I'm, I'm training people this way. So it gives everybody, because I don't know everybody that has a program going, so that's a way for you to jump in, okay? Fair enough? Good way. Let's think about this now. We said that the most important thing that's going to last forever is my spiritual health, my condition with God. There are a lot of people who uh, get themselves really healthy, physically fit, but they're not spiritually fit. I guess the question would be, if you were to die today, where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? That's a good question to ask. Or maybe I could ask this today. Who's running your life? Who's in control of your life? Say, well, I, I don't think I need God. Fine, how's that working for you in your own life? Here's what I know in everyone, regardless of who you are and what you're pursuing in life. There's always an empty feeling in your heart until you fill your heart with Jesus Christ who loves you and who died for you. We all get to that place. We say, well, I'm going to do better. We can't do better by ourselves. We have to get to that place that we say, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. We're not perfect. None of us up here are perfect. Uh, you can point out and say, well, you know, this, that, yeah, that's true. But we're all in process. But if you're not in process, I encourage you to start that process this morning by surrendering your heart to Jesus Christ. You say, how do I make that life change? You make that life change by giving up control of your life and letting Jesus Christ be in control of your life. It starts with there. He said, if I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, then my life will change, change. And I believe there's some of you here today that would simply say, you know what? I don't understand it all, Terry. I don't even understand everything that went on in church today. But I experienced something. And I'm, I, I experienced a presence like I've never experienced before. And right now, some of you, the Lord is speaking to your heart. Your heart's already starting to beat faster. Your palms are sweaty. 
Some of you even tears are coming up in your eyes because that's the Lord just saying, simply saying, I love you. I have a great plan for you. I'm not against you. I don't hate you. I want to give you a life that's worth living. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. I'd like for you to just be honest this morning of what is the Lord saying to you? What is he saying to you? Or maybe at one time in your life, you were uh, close to God, but you just drifted away from him. And uh, you've just been managing your life in your own self. But today you'd simply say, I'd, I'd like to come home. I'd like to return to Jesus. Or maybe for the first time you say, I don't understand it all, but I do feel like that he's asking me today to surrender my life to him. And I want to do that. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands and make eye contact with me. And by raising your hands and making eye contact with me, you're saying, today I want my life to change. And I'm, I, I, I want Jesus to be in charge of my life. I promise you, I won't embarrass you. I won't make you feel good, feel bad. But I want to I lead you in a prayer this morning. So if that's you, would you do that right now? I know you're here. Just lift your hands and make eye contact with me. Say, that's me today. I need to do that. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you over here. Thank you in the middle. Thank you down front. Thank you over here. Others today, just lift your hands. Make eye contact with me. Thank you. Just lift your hands. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you today. I'm making that decision. You don't have to understand the journey. You just have to take one step. I don't understand everything there is about exercise and fitness. I just know it starts with one step. I don't know everything there is about surrendering my life to Jesus. It starts with one step. So others today, just lift your hand and say, that's me. That's me. Let me lead you in a prayer. We'll all pray this prayer. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. Pray this prayer with me today. Father God, I thank you today for loving me and for caring for me. You died on the cross for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to come into my life. I surrender my life to you today. As best as I know how, I want to serve you the rest of my life. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church. Hey friends, thanks for watching today. And I believe that today's teaching was life-changing for you. We prayed that way, and we believe that it would. And so I just want to say in advance, thank God for how he changes our life through the power of his word. I would um, encourage you today that if you've never made Jesus the Savior of your life, the Lord of your life, I would love to pray with you today and for you to make that decision. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. That's what's so very important. So I'll pray a prayer. And uh, you put your heart to it, and you pray this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins on the cross. I could never get good enough to come to you in your holiness. But I know that Jesus died for my sins, and he rose again on the third day to give me a new start, a new beginning. So today, I repent of my sins. And I invite you into my life. And as best as I know how, I want to serve you for the rest of my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to walk day by day in your strength and your power. 
Man, I hope you prayed that prayer today. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you call the church office or let us know that you prayed that prayer. I have a book that I'd like to give you that'll help you know the next steps to take. Uh, giving our heart to the Lord is not just something that we do to get the guilt or the bad feeling away, but it's a life change. It's new things that we start doing, and the book that I want to give you will help you in that. Also, if you have any prayer requests, we'd love to join with you in praying about those. And uh, if the Father's house and these teachings have uh, blessed you and you've benefited from them, would you consider supporting the Father's house? Uh, first of all, through prayer and encouragement, and second of all, through financial support. That's how we continue to keep our missionaries going. That's how we're able to keep these sermon series going out to you. And so if you'll just ask God what he would have for you to do, I would really appreciate it. So just remember, here at the Father's house, we don't care where you've been. We just care where you're going. And I think you're going in the right direction. So I want to see you next week as you watch here from the Father's house as we bring you the word that will change your life.